Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, celebrating a vibrant global community of women over 50 through entertaining interviews that will inspire, educate, and empower. Your host, Joanne Nuaduck, was born to nurture and promote vibrance. Joanne is both the Community Director for Calgary, Canada, and oversees the global operations for Fabulous at 50. As an oncology nurse, integrative practitioner in multiple modalities, life skills mentor and manager, Joanne moves people from challenging situations to positive outcomes through the use of her innate gifts and learned skills. Here's your host, Joanne Nuaduck. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to be talking to you today and to be having a wonderful conversation with Roberta Scott. Roberta and I met over three years ago through the Fabulous at 50 organization because she came on as the director of Toronto and surrounding area in Ontario. And although we have not met each other in person, we've had many a Zoom call and I truly feel the sisterhood that we have. So before we get started, and I, before I bring you on, Roberta, I got a hold of your bio, and I, I just want to share what you've been up to, because it is quite impressive. So you're just going to have to wait for just a moment before I bring you on, and we get having our wonderful conversation here. Roberta is a single mother to her wonderful 12-year-old son, Jesse. It's, sorry, is it Jess or Jesse? Jesse. Hey, Jesse, I got it right. Yep. Sorry, for just a moment, I thought I might have messed that up. She received her Bachelor of Arts degree in sociology from the University of Toronto in 1983, and then went back to school again to embark on a challenging and rewarding 32-year career as an advanced care paramedic in Toronto. Wow, I just cannot (laughs) imagine what you have seen over the years. She has been happily retired for two years now. Way to go. It's lovely to be retired. On top of her demanding career, Roberta always found or finds time to give back and to help others who are less fortunate. She has received numerous awards for her volunteer and community work. Some highlights include being awarded Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal from the Paramedic Association of Canada in 2012 for distinguished contributions to her community and her profession and the Ontario Paramedic Association Exemplary Service Award in 2016. Roberta is past vice president of the Ontario Paramedic Association and was the PR and media director for the Toronto Paramedic Association for 15 years. You have definitely been very involved with this incredible profession. Her life passions include, besides raising her son, of course, a love of nature, animals, gardening, physical fitness, and mindfulness. Roberta believes for true happiness, it is essential to live a physically active and mentally engaging lifestyle filled with meaning and purpose. And she wants to help and inspire others do the same. Roberta believes that our personal growth and development should never stop and that our lives should be more and more exciting along the journey. That we should always look forward to the new opportunity of adventure 
a new chapter in our life can always provide the prevent pre- potential to help us to become our best and most authentic self. So there is absolutely zero question in my mind why you were the ideal candidate and mm-hmm. ideal director for Fabulous at 50 in Toronto. Uh, that explains so well, really what Fab at 50 stands for. So welcome to our show today, Roberta. Thanks, Joanne. It's great to be here. Yeah. So, so let's just start off. I've already mentioned that, you know, I think, wow, you're a fantastic fit for Fabus at 50. What, what drew you to the organization? Yeah, very good question. So I was in my early 50s when I discovered Fabulous at 50. And I found that once I got into my early 50s, 51, 52, it really opened up a whole, it's hard to describe it, it opened up a whole um, chapter in front of me that I knew was going to be an interesting adventure. And I wanted to find out what other women in their 50s were thinking and doing. So I actually just looked up um, women in their 50s, found the website. And when I discovered, I'm like, this is this is amazing. This is fabulous. Like I loved it. It just, it just showed me it's wonderful, creative picture of what women are doing in their fifties. And from there, I just, you know, I read the blogs. I looked at the website and I was fascinated by that organization. And I thought I'd love to be a part of that. (laughs) And so I contacted, yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you are, and you are definitely um, an integral part of how it's changing and evolving right now. You know, I like to just say the world is a little bit upside down and definitely Mm -hmm. zoom uh, gatherings and, and, and calls are becoming more and more the way that we connect. And that's of course what we're bringing in and going to be offering the community far more. So I'm so glad that you'll be part of this and, you know, that, so that connection is so important. And I love that you mentioned you wanted to see what other women are doing, because even though there's a commonality that we're in our fifties, I like to say our midlife, because Mm -hmm. the age can vary, you know, you, you, from mid forties to well into our sixties, we're all at slightly different spaces, but there's still a shared sisterhood. Now we know for you, one of the things that I think stands you apart from some of us is our mindset is often we're in our fifties and I know a lot of friends who are, they're definitely empty nesters or they're even becoming grandparents, but you actually represent, I think a growing group of women who chose to have their children later in life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you turned 50, you had at the time, what was a a five-year-old, right? Yeah. So that's very, you're just, you're still kind of in the (laughs) thick of parenting. What's that been like for you? Yeah. Oh, it's been amazing. It's so true. Like when I look at my cohort, the people that I know and work with, most of my friends, their children have grown up, they're starting their own lives, they're empty nesters. And I'm here with a 50, I just turned 58 yesterday. And I have a 12 year old son. Yeah. How did I not know it was your birthday? Happy birthday. Yeah, just turned 58 yesterday. And yeah, and I have a 12 year old son. And is it's just amazing. It's really a gift. I always wanted children. Um, and I never got married. I was on my own and thought, well, you know, either I do this on my own or I won't have children. And it was very important to me to be a mother. So a lot of, it was a long fertility journey, but at the age of 45, I had my son and it was just like a miracle. It was like a dream come true. And it has been amazing. I say to people, it keeps me young. 
Like it really does. Our oh, lifestyle, yeah. as anyone knows who has kids, our lifestyle is very busy, very active. And I absolutely love being very active with them. So for me, it's wonderful. I know for some people who've raised their kids, they might go, oh my God, you know, being a mother of a young child at that age, exhausting or whatever. But I got to do all the things I wanted to do in my 30s and 40s. So I was so ready to be a mother that this lifestyle is just perfect for me. It's it's fun. Um, it keeps me young. And for me, it's just a perfect fit at this age. Yeah. Yeah. When you said, when you said that, so I was just joking when you're saying people that have their kids younger and they're like, Oh, not for me. I'm like, yeah, we're already worn out. <laughs> Give yourself yeah, and a lot of people here. are kind of like, wow, um, you took that on. But I, but even <laughs> though you're doing something a little different than what say the empty nester is doing. Yeah. I look at it more in so maybe a holistic, I don't know if that's the right word, but what I see is you're embarking on a new adventure. Your adventure is in parenthood, right? In motherhood. Whereas somebody else maybe has done the motherhood and they're now on an adventure. And it might be some of the things that you already did when you were younger. Yes. that And were free and single and maybe travel, but it's, it's what I do notice regardless of what stage or whether someone was a parent or wasn't a parent, I have yet to find a woman in her fifties that didn't take a major leap of something in her life. Right. And so sometimes that real, Whoa, this is shifting for me. It can be hitting at 50 or at any age within, you know, this midlife. Is mm-hmm. there a time frame you can think where there was a real shift in yourself? Is there an age that you went, wow. And I, I want to celebrate this. Yeah. Well, I would say, um, joining the fabulous at 50 group community really, really was a turning point for me because it really opened up a a great world of meeting so many amazing women in midlife. So that was a really uh, amazing time to, to, to join this group and to meet all the other great women I've met over the last three years, three and a half years. And when I got to 55, for some reason, that one really, really resonated with me. And I decided to throw myself a big birthday party at 55 because I kind of mm-hmm. felt like here I am 50. I just looked great five, five. And I was feeling really happy with my life. Um, it was a turning point for me because I was in my you know 55 right in the middle. And also that was the year I could retire. So huge, mm. huge milestone for me. Oh, so, how nice to retire at 55. Yeah. I was able to retire at 55. I, on my birthday, when I was 55, I decided to stay until the next um, summer. So, but I was, I, I could have put in my papers that day, that day I turned 55, I was eligible to retire, but I decided to stay for about another seven, eight months, but that was a huge milestone. So that kind of was a special time for me at 55 being in my mid fifties, five, five, it looked like a great number ready to retire. And then it looked like another big chapter was going to open up because once I left my career, it was like, well, what am I doing now? And it was exciting to me. Yeah, so, that is exciting. Time. Yeah. It is exciting and it's, it's, I think it's wonderful really that you already had Fabulous at 50 in place. Yeah. Because often it is not uncommon for people to go, well, what do I do now? Especially people that have long careers like yourself. Yeah. Because it's not just, and professions like nurses and doctors or teachers, Mm -hmm. not to say it's not the other, but when you have a title attached to it, like paramedic, um, it can make us feel like, oh my gosh, that's part of our identity. If I'm not that, what am I? 
Yeah. So I can imagine this is a new time. So I am so happy that you felt in a sense exhilarated that, okay, what's the next chapter? Yeah, I really did. Luckily, I'm I'm lucky to have felt that way. I was really looking forward to it. And I loved my career. I absolutely loved my career. It was the best job, the best fit for me. It was so rewarding. So, but I was ready at that time after 32 years. It's like, okay, I've done that. I've done it. I've experienced it. I loved it. It's time for something else. So it wasn't like I'm closing a door and like, oh, there's nothing for me now. It was like, what's the next adventure, right? So that's the way I looked at it. I was ready to move on from that stage in my life. And I just knew that other things would be coming. Mm-hmm. And people said, what are you, what are you going to do? Do you have a plan? I said, not yet. I'm just going to retire, sit with it and see what what happens. And that's, that worked out really well for me. I had lots of interests and lots of things I wanted to do, but I wanted to let things just, you know, happen the way they were happening. And I would find my way. Yeah. And it worked really well. (laughs) Good old fashioned coffee. Tastes really good when it's percolated. (laughs) Yeah. But I looked at it as a, as a, well, a freedom, of course, freedom, flexibility. And then I knew that things would, would come my way if I just lived my life the way I live it. And I, I, the journey would sort of appear to me and it, and it has. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I know in your bio, it does mention about, you know, your desire for always personal growth. Can you share a bit about more your philosophy? Are you more personal growth? And this is something I've never heard from you because I've never had the opportunity to ask. (laughs) Are you more a read a book on personal development? Are you liking to take courses or seminars or are you more just about, self-reflection I'm just curious as to what is what's your path what's your route yeah a little bit of all of those things okay all my life I've been one of those people that loves to read about personal development and personal growth I've been reading those books like you know Deepak Chopra and you know and Wayne Dyer when I was a teenager I was reading Wayne Dyer and Leo Boscalia and you know I've been reading those books for years on personal development and and just you know opening up your life right so I was a reader and also um, an ex- experience, you know, I tried to do things that would um, open my life up a bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, I did some wonderful trips where I went to Peru and Ecuador and traveled around and did these cool adventure trips. And, and um, you know, one of my trips, I went to Costa Rica and did volunteered with Habitat for Humanity. So nice. I, I threw myself out of my comfort zone sometimes just to see how that would go. So it was both reading and learning. And it was also doing things that were going to open me up to different ways of looking at things and different people. Nice. Nice. Well, let's pretend that we're in the future. All, all, anything that's holding us back right now has already been resolved. What would, what do you have an adventure, like something in your mind percolating along? I like that word today Um, that you would like to do next. Is it a trip or or some you know of... for me it's a really uh neat thing to look forward to because I look forward to now traveling with my son you know all the big trips yes. I did were before I had my son and my son and I have traveled together we do little vacations of Florida and Mexico and things but I'm really looking forward to when he's a couple years older and we and travel has opened up and I would love to go to Europe with him nice. you know I'd love to bring him on a Habitat for Humanity trip because I love those trips I'd love to do a volunteer a trip with him and have him get out there and you know do wonderful work for people and see what that's like so I look I really look forward to those things so it's kind of a, nice. a really different experience now that I can look forward to traveling with my son when he's a bit older and and sharing those experiences with him oh that's nice oh travel for kids is 
phenomenal. I love traveling with my children and, and, and and same thing, like sometimes it was more the, the holiday trip, but that still opens them up to other cultures and what it's like. And I think it's, it's so important, you know, and, and I imagine that when you're there, you're like us, it's not a matter of, Oh, we're coming in to have a vacation. And it's more, we're coming to, to admire this beautiful country and, yeah. and they're always, and, and my children speak a couple different languages and it's fun to give yeah. them a little push and say, try, try yeah. and speak in this language. Oh, I, I'm sure your son would just absolutely love that. I know we've yeah. been on, he's just the sweetest thing. Like he, we've been on calls <laughs> or he's in the background there and yeah, I, he's a I, sweet guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's yeah, a very nice definitely guy. Sweet guy. Now you were talking about the different books that you've read in the past and personal development, but I'm Mm -hmm. just curious right now where you're at, especially people have been watching movies a lot more and reading books and taking that quiet introspective time. What Mm -hmm. has captivated you lately? Is there a book or a movie that's just really, or a mini series that's really got you enthralled at the moment? Mm, interesting. Well, our Fabulous at 50 group, we've had a book club for about three years now. The so we're Toronto group? Yeah, the Toronto Fabulous at 50 group. We've got a book club. So there's, and it's been really opening me up to interesting books that the women are, we choose, we all take turns choosing. Um, I'm reading a really good one now that um, it, it speaks to me because it's about a guy that did a lot of volunteer work and it's called Three Cups of Tea. Yes. And it's about a, I love that. And so that really hit home for me because I've done volunteer vacations and all the wonderful work he did to build schools for children. So I love books like yeah. that, those kind of books. I'm reading um, a lot on mindfulness. I'm really interested in mindfulness and I'm enjoying it. So John Kabat-Zinn, um, just books about opening your mind up to a more mindful way of living is, is what I'm right. drawn to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right that's impacted you mentioned I I heard like when you were talking about your um reading uh, these types of books even back in high school oh yeah was there somebody (laughs) that had a big impact on you that got you into it or did you just naturally you walked into the library one day and picked up one of these books I'm just curious what got you interested way back then yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't think it was either of my parents. My, my parents were both very inspirational to me, but they weren't the type that would introduce me to those books. But my parents were lovely people. And my dad was very, uh, was inspired me in a lot of ways. But um, no, I, I found myself at a very young age being very self and a self explorer. Like I wanted to learn more about myself. I wanted to learn about people. Mm-hmm. When I went to university, I just studied I decided to study sociology because I just was very interested in people and social interactions and things. So that's always been my personality. Surprisingly, most people probably wouldn't believe it now, but I used to be very shy growing up. And I think it was my way of, yeah, I was very shy, uh, painfully shy, not very outgoing, very social, but very self-conscious and shy. And I think inside I didn't want to be like that and I worked very hard to not be like that every job I took when I was a high was in high school was a with the public out there to get myself out there so I think I was always one of those people that just had a natural interest in exploring myself improving myself you know um and so it was just a natural I was drawn naturally to those type of things always found them fascinating yeah well I raised my hand at one point when you were talking is yeah um a lot of people assume like when I am being social, I think I'm very social and I can chat and I can be outgoing, but I'm, I don't know. Sometimes I call myself a little bit of a hermit. If I'm at home, I can be totally at home in my own company for 
like days on end. And I was, and I like the way you even mentioned, there's a difference between being shy and self-conscious. They mm. go hand in hand, but not always. If I was mm. feeling comfortable in a situation, I could be fairly outgoing. I could try and take that boldness. But I, I as a youth and younger, was actually quite self-conscious. Yeah. I think I was, you know, I, um, yeah. So we have a little bit in common. Yeah, you can that. relate to that. Sure yeah. there's, there's other women out there listening going, yeah. You yes. know, so so being social and being out there sometimes is, is a bit of a learned skill. And oh, it was um, for me, yeah. Yeah. Because actually, and I'll just interject this one little, mm-hmm. one of the things that almost shocked me as a, as an adult, like in my forties, when I was after yeah. my divorce, I did some actual personal development courses. I didn't even yeah. know they really existed until then I got invited to something fun and exciting. I went, wow, I've learned a lot. And one of the things that just kind of went, whoa, caught me off guard was it it was talking about embarrassment and how they classified it as a grungy. It's on the negative side of things. And that embarrassment often is a way there's a payoff. What do you get to not do if you're too embarrassed about it and how embarrassment holds you back. And embarrassment was one of my, you know, ways that it held me back from really doing what I wanted to do. So when I learned and there's some training and just some mind, you know, training, shall we say practices to overcome embarrassment. And I'm talking embarrassment over all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. It holds people back. And I have a way more joyful life, not being embarrassed and now being able to laugh at myself when something goes wrong. I mean, Mm -hmm years ago, like even just when I read your bio out before I stumbled on it, you know, it's like rented tongue. I can joke (laughs) about that and move on. Like 10, 15 years ago, I would have been mortified and beaten myself up about it afterwards. And, oh, maybe I should re-record it and it's not good enough. And now it's like, we're humans, you know, sometimes we stutter. Yeah, exactly. Just sort of accepting how life doesn't always go the way we want. And we don't always, you know, do exactly how we want to do but just sort of yeah it's sort of like don't take yourself too seriously almost sort of like yeah. that like yeah yeah very much and I'm trying to teach my son that because he's actually he's a very outgoing child and he's very social but he's very he doesn't want to do anything in front of people he doesn't want to speak in front of people or do his piano recital I'm trying to guide him to try and get over that and and share that gift and I told him I'm telling you from personal experience I was like you I was terrified yeah. to speak in front of people I was so shy and self-conscious and didn't want people looking at me. And and I said to him, you know what I did? I forced myself to do those things. And I was sweating when I was waiting to go and speak in front of people. (laughs) I remember. Yeah. And and I just did it anyway. And I said, you do it, you keep doing it, you put yourself through it. And then it actually becomes, it actually has become fun. Like I, now I really enjoy speaking in front of people. And if you told me 25 years ago, I would enjoy it. I would have said, you're crazy. You know, I agree. Yep. And when we learn that, it's about the people, not us. And if they've come and they want to hear what you have to say it's because they're looking for that, that chance to go, I could be in your seat now. And maybe you're inspiring somebody to come forward and, and things like piano, you know, I had a girlfriend that would, she, I don't know, grade 10 piano. Like she was amazing at piano, but trying to get her to play, like even in front of me or a couple other friends, it's like, no, no, no. And I'd be so frustrated because I'm going, I don't care that it's perfect. I'm at yes. like a kindergarten. I'm not even at grade one. Please share your gift with the world right. and bring joy to other people. 
Yeah. Right? So I, I learned to just let go of that self-consciousness. It, it was a, it was a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but I learned yeah, to let exactly. go of being self-conscious, not caring what people think about me, all that stuff, you know, it just doesn't matter anymore. It's just no, really about right. what do okay. I want to do? And you're right. If you, if you hold back, you're holding back a lot of gifts that you could be giving other people by not stepping out there and showing people what what you've got and what you've got to offer you know absolutely like if we all just give and give and we all receive then it's a much more amazing world yeah on that note i just want to say thank you so much for stepping into the role of the fabulous 50 director and i so look forward to our collaborations over this next year and beyond but before we sign off my signature question here that you know i ask everybody is can you share just your three pearls of wisdom or, or three pearls of just what you want to tell people, maybe like a good takeaway that somebody can go and implement right now. Okay. All right. So the first one jumps right into my mind. One of my favorite books is um, the four agreements. Yes. My my favorite books. It's like a Bible. And one of the things that I found so freeing in life is when I, embrace the agreement of don't take anything personally. And that sort of goes back to what we just talked about, you know, about being self-conscious and everything is don't take anything personally. I I found when I started living that way uh, and not taking things personally and not absorbing other people's stuff, it was very freeing. So I would say if, if people could get to the point where they don't think, take things personally, um, very freeing, very free. Beautiful. I, yeah. I'm going to second that one. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to second your number one choice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Read that book. And specifically that will, I think that yeah. point was the most freeing for me as well. Oh my gosh. It takes, it just takes a weight off your shoulders and it's, a, and I, and it's fair. It's really true. It's, it's, if you don't take things personally, your life becomes very different yeah. in how you look at life. Yeah. Um, another one would be, um, I was having a chat with a friend who was asking some advice about, she's a Syrian refugee and she's trying to find her way in the country and get a job. And she was asking for his advice. And I said, well, one of the things I think is a huge life lesson is it really life is really had to do with how your perspective, your point of view, your attitude. So even if I have something negative, I try and look at the positive side to it, no matter what that is. And I gave her the example of COVID, you know, a lot of really awful things are going on, but what I try and do is take a situation and look at the positive side to it. What what positive things can come out of this? What have I learned or whatever? So I would say I, I would say a pearl of wisdom would be to try and look at things um, from the other side, not always from a negative side. Turn it around to a positive. Try and take an uplifting approach yep. to things into life. Absolutely. And you know, what always comes to mind when we talk about it, because of course, you know, my work is a lot of, you know, using mindset, shifting, the belief reparenting. It's mm-hmm. kind of back to the old fashioned saying, there's a silver lining in every cloud, you know, yeah. that saying of no matter what negative is going on in the world without distra- detracting from that, there is also positive happening at the same time. So that's yeah. beautiful advice. And your third yeah. one, you know, my third one would be really simple is have fun with life. Yeah. You know, we talked about try not to take yourself seriously really try and focus on having fun in life. And that's not always easy because people go through some really tough things, but don't forget to have fun. Don't forget to laugh. Don't forget to do things and don't forget to be good to yourself. Self-care, take care of yourself, which is part of fun. Do something for yourself, have fun and, you know, enjoy life. It's here comes my cat. Beautiful. Remind me your cat's name. This is Sasha. 
Sasha, you joined yes. us just for the end. You came in to say goodbye. Yeah, life is short. <laughs> so have fun, be yeah. good to yourself and, you know, just make it a great ride. Beautiful. Oh, Roberta, thank you so much for being on today's episode. And I look forward to, as I mentioned already, I look forward to the collaboration and um, those women who choose to be Fabulous at 50 members, which is launching um, in December of 2020. So I don't know when people are going to be listening to this. They could be listening in the future. Then, uh, you know, come and be a member and you'll be able to hang out with both of us. And we are going to be doing some wonderful things that do offer this fun in our, our, you know, we're going to have a week of social activities. We'll have a week of sensational self-care, a week of movement, all, all things you've touched on and uh, a variation on the book club and book discussions. So, you know, all that alignment is something that fills our life up and you've are a fantastic example of how it really does all come together and make a fulfilling, wonderful life for you. Thank you. Yeah. And I would have to say, I would encourage people the same thing to join because just being part of fabulous 50 has opened my life up so much. The people I've met, the women I've met, amazing women. We've had so much fun together. So it's an amazing community really is fantastic. Well, I know that I think in the spring or so we should have you back on again and we'll talk a little bit more about the different activities and what you've been able to do with your fabulous 50 Toronto group. And we'll carry on the conversation then. Great. I look forward to it. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Fabulous at 50 podcast with your host, Joanne Neweduck. Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.